boy. Howdy, howdy. What's good? I'm the Thunderdome, bitch. Hey, shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just an expression. Oh, we're already recording. I forgot I hit. Like, we don't have to start here, but I forgot that I set it up to. Uh, oh. It's fine. We're, we're, already, we're already going. We're in. Shit, Nick. We're live. Wow. We made it, uh, what has it been, 18 months now in quarantine? Feels like it. Nah, it's been like two and a, two and some change, give or take. Yeah, how you getting by, Nicholas? You know, I'm, I'm hanging out. I was just in Philly this past weekend, so it was nice to see um, all the carnage in person. Yeah. There wasn't really carnage. It was just like not many people out and masks and stuff. Yeah, you know. You saw masks? I'm not seeing very many masks, Nicholas. The only... I saw maybe a, a light handful of, like, maybe four people walking around that didn't have masks. And then I noticed a whole gaggle of police officers doing something, and none of them were wearing masks. And that was a little upsetting. What were they doing? I don't know. They were kind of crowding around a house. They were doing some police officer-y things. Yeah. And I know, like, sometimes... Dogs. Yeah, you know, they were doing something like that, but they should have been wearing a mask. Yeah, they should. When you shoot dogs, if you're a cop, wear a mask. Exactly. That way you don't get dog blood on you. Yeah, corona blood. Yeah. You know, if you see somebody on the TV talking about coronavirus, you get it. So you should really all throw your TVs out on the street. At least that's what I think they're doing in Philadelphia. (laughs) My neighbors just threw out a toilet. I don't know why. It looks just a whole toilet. Yeah. Is it garbage day, or did they just put it out? It, no, it was garbage day. Okay, it well, was among means... some other garbage. Other toilet garbage. No, unidentifiable garbage. Interesting. Well, you know, some people. That's that's what gets some people off. You know, what gets me off this um very heavy. Totally not a butt plug. That's a po- pointier than I would recommend for a butt plug. Yeah, I so think it's like, a wine stopper. Nick, for the listener, Nick is holding up a wine stopper. With uh, a little uh, with stainless steel a, Mickey Mouse on the end. Stainless steel Mickey Mouse, yes. It is ribbed for your pleasure. Um, you know those butt plugs that are like like tails? Like pony yeah, tails? I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did know a guy, I do know a guy who's, uh, whose boyfriend likes to wear those. Is this and... somebody I know? No. Okay, because my uh, guess is going to be Neil. Yeah, it feels like a Neil move. Yeah. Neil, if you're listening, you know, do you think you put, uh, you wear... Hey, he's got that, he's got that big uh, panther tattoo. There's got to be true. a reason for that. <laughs> and my friend was such a good sport about it, he was like, yeah... It's really not my thing, but like if he's into it, like uh, then I'm like about it. I'm like, all right, that might be where I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know if I want to bring a like a pink ponytail butt plug into the bedroom. It's just not not really my comfort zone. Hey man, you just don't know how to party. I guess not. <laughs> oh wow! So can, can we I... talk about Dern? Yeah, what's up with Dern? Well, I know I'm a few concerned things, you... about Dern. I'm actually, I'm gonna pull over Instagram while you start. Go ahead. Yeah, well, while you're there, oh, have wow. a look at a recent post that begins. I'm partnering with Natural Vitality Official, a magnesium supplement I've been taking for years to de-stress and relax. And 
Is she trying to go goop on us? I have to say, that sounds pretty goopy. Is she, is she the next Gwyneth? Uh, I hope not. I, I It would be a fun turn of events, right? It would be interesting if our heroine became, like, evil. Yeah, like a sort of a Walter White situation. I could see her going down this holistic rabbit hole. I mean, she is a wealthy white woman in California. So she like, definitely gets off like those good hippie vibes too. Like, I yeah, spending a weekend in Ojai just with holistic medicine. I mean, she has sampled placenta. Who hasn't in these modern times? <laughs> oh, man, looks like uh, she saw a dog. That's nice. Good for her. Yeah, when was the last time you saw a dog, Nick? Last time I saw a dog. Well, I haven't touched a dog in quite a while. But the last time I saw one, I think, was yesterday. The neighbors have a dog. It was out doing dog things, you know, taxes and mowing the lawn. (laughs) Pooping? Yeah, actually, no, I didn't see it pooping, but you got to assume it's doing that somewhere. Yeah. I've just been uh, in the woods running naked with the deer at dawn. It's been a nice hey, we all We're all trying to cope in our own ways, Nicholas. Uh, yeah, so I aged this week. That was fun. You did! Tell the I'm people how old you are. Five years old. 45. You have leapfrogged past me, which is a remarkable feat. I did. I always knew I would catch up with you one of these days. Not unlike uh, Ralph Macchio, <laughs> Macchio played character in whatever that dumb made-for-TV movie was. That dumb movie. Oh, I don't even remember the what it was three called. Three Sex Wishes of Billy Grier. That's what it was. The three and also four, but just three wishes <laughs> of a young old man, Karate Kid. <laughs> what a wild film. But that's not what we're going to talk about today, is it, Nick? It is not. We uh, we did a lot of soul searching, and we decided from our three choices given, we decided uh, to watch Kid Nation because it is the most insane thing that ever was or ever is or ever will be. Yeah, I'd say that's a fair assessment. Thank you. It's literal bananas. I don't even know where to start. The year is 2007. It's fall... Nine million people tuned in to watch this amazing program. What's it about, Max? Kid Nation is a reality show, and it's fascinating to watch any reality show from the heyday, right? This is like (laughs) Survivor. This is CBS Network TV Wednesday nights. This is a big production. It was the sitcom boom. We thought it would never end. We were... (laughs) Drinking champagne, eating caviar, exploiting children. And Kid Nation was about uh, 40 youngsters, ages, I don't know, roughly 8 to 12 or something like that. And they are living in a town called Bonanza, which is like an old Hollywoody type ghost town in Nevada or New Mexico. And they have to live for 40 days and basically survive and do everything on their own without leaders. There's one adult that we see, and that is the the host who sort of organizes, guides them in certain directions and organizes challenges and so on. Um, 
but the whole the whole conceit is that these children it's very lord of the flies what are they going to do will they build a successful society or will it all crumble and as there are 40 contestants in 40 days they have to decide who they're going to kill every day until there is only one child at the end <laughs> <laughs> one very strong child <laughs> incredibly strong my mother the rest 15 year old and this did seem, from what I read, this show had very much of the sort of what the recent Joker movie had, which was like preemptive backlash, where yeah. people it's were like, oh, this is child abuse. How <laughs> dare you exploit these kids on network television? And realistically, it's not that. It's much more kind-hearted. It's like these kids were at camp ish they're on tv a lot of them are like sort of theater kids um but it's not it wasn't this like complete like just throw 40 kids in the desert kind of (laughs) thing which it was sort of made out to be and hyped to be so it did have a lot of controversy which felt kind of undue once you watch it yeah it's a lot chiller but there's some some uh, not unshady things that occurred in the under 40 days they spent doing this because some stuff happened and they had to cut it out early. <laughs> You'll have to inform me because I must admit I did not quite get to the end. And now that's I, breaking my heart, that realization. I did not watch every episode, but I read all the descriptions and I watched, like, kind of jumped around, saw a few different ones. Um, the show ended prematurely because a child drank bleach from an unmarked bottle. I heard that was overblown as presented in the Reddit Ask Me Anything by one of the former contestants of the show Kid Nation. I mean, the kid was fine and nothing happened, but still, like, that's kind of, uh, you gotta stop doing Uh, your kid. I was told the bottle was explicitly marked bleach. Well, I didn't go on the Reddit like you did. And also some kid burned themselves in the face with grease. Yeah, that's gonna happen. She joked about it, apparently. I'm I'm sure they did, and I'm sure it was fine. I'm just saying, like, those two things happened, and a bunch of people were already just ready to jump on it, so I think it just kind of, like, it it fell through. Yeah, which is a shame. An absolute crying shame. I want this show to exist every year. Well, if it makes you feel any better, the American version did much better than the British version, which only ran for four episodes in 2009. <laughs> I want to watch that. Imagine if these were, were dumb Brits, bunch of little limey kids, bad teeth. It was 20... 20- That's a racial slur we can say, right? Yeah, no, you can make fun of white it's people. going to make it past the Podbean censors. <laughs> They're going to get us one of these days. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um... 20 kids it was called boys and girls alone and there's almost no information on it on the internet except for this website i'm clicking on now nope page not found so (laughs) so if any of our listeners know about or ideally were contestants on british kid nation boys and girls alone which feels like they were going for a real racy title i guess who knows maybe sex stuff will happen yeah and Brits, they love the skins. They had a whole show about it. Yup, potato skins. Mm-hmm. That's what Chili's they call is really big chips. over there. 
true. And a whole country runs on Applebee's. So uh, I don't, I don't really know, man. There's a lot of stuff going on here. We have two contestants from Pennsylvania. We have Young Kelsey and um, there's another one here somewhere. Uh, Pharaoh, age twelve. Both 12. Yeah, so uh, for the listeners who haven't, aren't intimately familiar with the cast of this show, neither of those <laughs> kids mattered, right? I'm like, who's Kelsey? Who's Pharaoh? No. No, you need like... Irrelevant. Let's just get to the good ones. Come there on. are much better kids. How about you You give me like your top kid, then I'll give you mine. All right, well, we, well, what's top kid? Like my favorite to watch or like who I would want to like have in a society in the desert? Hmm. I guess one of each. All right, well, my top kid, uh, without a doubt, hands down, number one, and I hope you watched the first episode because it's oh, the yeah. only I time you would see him, Jimmy. Mm, Jimmy, he's a good one. Jimmy uh. was the cutest fucking kid and you know the producers were so pissed were there so what they do at the end of every episode they're like does anybody want to go home because they're absolutely not holding you kids here against your will (laughs) and the first episode the most adorable one of the real youngsters he was the actually he's the youngest he was eight years old yeah he's eight years old he had like a little like little like water canteen little canister and he was just oh you just want to like squeeze his cheeks he was adorable and jimmy left and i guarantee the producers were like fuck 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 that oh oh we, we need to- come on jimmy what's it gonna take what's it gonna take jimmy she's like I, I miss my mommy and he leaves and it's adorable when he leaves and he just kind of like walks out of town with a satchel um, Jimmy was my favorite. It's all downhill from there. I wouldn't trust him as a leader because he would just abandon us day one, apparently. Oh yeah, no, for sure. He took his he took his money and ran. I think Absolutely. he got to call his mom and then he left. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Also, you only get to you get to call your parents once a week, and that is only if like you win the challenge, basically. Yeah, if you win twenty thousand dollars. When, and here, let's talk about budgets. What they did every single time this happened, they flew a production crew to the house of where the kid lives. Oh, just yeah. Just for a phone call. Just to, <laughs> like, they could have just recorded it, but it's like CBS, they poured so much money into this thing. It is amazing. This was going to be the next big thing. I think they really wanted it to. And I think kind of the, I don't know, I thought it was really nice. Like this could have been, it feels almost arbitrary that this is completely forgotten. Yeah, like I bring this up to people and I get pretty much mixed reviews. Like nobody knows what this is. And it was a pretty big thing. Like millions of people watched it every day or every episode rather. Yeah, and I guess, you know, one little sip of bleach. Jeez. Ruins it all. And apparently they had the kids working like super long days and stuff like that. But like, uh, but like, you know, there's like, aren't there like camp programs like that? Like Outward Bound or whatever? Like kids can do stuff. They can do stuff. But like, you know, camp is, 
implies free will, whereas the show is more like perform or will write you Did you, you ever out. go to Sleepaway Camp? There was no free will. On a strict, strict schedule. Uh, well. Wake up way early. My counselor would, if you like didn't get out of bed, you know how they like drag a girl into the, like, the middle of the town square on her mattress? They would throw you into, the, into an ice cold shower, pick you up out of bed and just like put you in the shower in your PJs, just freezing. And there was one kid, it happened to multiple times. Well, you know, I mean, if you're going to be a scrub, stuff like that's going to happen to you. Yeah, and that's how I feel about this. Like, the scrubs get what they deserve, <laughs> which is, like, bullied by the, like, maladjusted older kid. Just like the outsiders, everything works out how it has to. <laughs> and sometimes an innocent small child gets burned to death. Yeah. So who's, who's your favorite? I know this is, this is kind of, um, uh, I don't know how to put this. This is um, a very controversial answer. Not a controversial answer. I think it's a very common answer and I feel bad jumping on the bandwagon, but it's definitely Jared. Love that kid. Yeah. I I was gunning and I was like, it's too, too (laughs) obvious because he's perfect. Tell us about Jared. He, first of all, he has gigantic eyes, which are only made larger by his Coke bottle glasses. He's just a little weird kid with, like, long, crazy hair, and he wears a cowboy hat, and he just has the most ridiculous pull quotes in the whole show. I don't remember... Would you the- like to pull one for us? He has this one about when they're butchering the chickens, and he's like, we are speeding up the life cycle of these animals and bringing them to their end so we may like, live or something like that. At one point, he uses the phrase holy banana bread. Yes. He's just a a little quirkster. He is very strange. He is a a very weirdo child. You know he's got super weirdo parents. Oh, for Um, sure. I'm looking... I don't see anything about him, like, doing anything after this, which upsets me. Oh, I know exactly what he did after this. Oh, what did he do? I didn't look that deeply into these kids. Go on. (laughs) He, so Jared, after this, there is the one, um, I guess at some point they get Bonanza 2007, like, necklaces or keychains. He yeah. sold a bunch of them on eBay afterwards, which is a great hustle. He's got an entrepreneurial spirit. And uh, that's it. <laughs> and he's uh, a little weirdo, little Dorcas, kind of. He's like, have you ever seen the film Little Giants? Yes. He, do you remember the, like, do you know why I bring that up? Vis-a-vis uh, yeah. Jared? Because <laughs> there, there's, yeah. like, one, that was the closest thing I could draw to, was, like, the nerdy kid in Little Giants. He's sort of, like, he's got a lot of great quotes, and he's, like, a little sickly boy um, who seems to have, like, a lot of cultural references that, like, a child ought not be aware of. So it's like, like an impressive brain, but a very strange boy. He could definitely be like a goonie. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's He's got that going for him. But man, this is just wild. There's so many kids. We just need to make a whole podcast just for this. Yeah. Especially if Darren's going to keep pooping us. We've got Markel Gay, who apparently did the Kids Bop World Tour. 
as well yeah. as industry commercials for McDonald's, Ford, Cartoon Network, a bunch of stuff. Man, Markel might be the most pot- successful kid. Um, what about multiple pageant winner? Or like national spelling bee finalist and current spelling bee commentator, Anjay. I I feel bad for not reading all of the bios of these. <laughs> you made me watch this. I did, but you know, I just thought it I would... watched like ten episodes. <laughs> I, I watched said- so much Kid Nation. <laughs> hours and hours of Kid Nation. Alright, who didn't you like? Ooh, who didn't I like? I was not a fan of the 15-year-old, the oldest kid. Greg? Yeah. I don't know. Just something about him rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, he was sort of a... Scarier, because he kind of was, because he was a a 15-year-old among babies. Yeah, any sort of, like, physical challenge, he would just, like, run him over. (laughs) Uh, But he was definitely, like, he felt the most, like, probably came from a rough home kind of guy. You know, he wore long sleeves to cover up some burns. Yeah, he felt like central casting, like, bullied kid. Like, troubled 14-year-old. He's probably, like, got a little bit of a rap sheet at this point. His last name is Pheasant, which couldn't have helped any. Uh, but I thought, like, when he, when he, like, put his mind to it... He's from Reno, Nevada, too. Yeah, ugh. Oh, his mom's a cocktail waitress at, like, some crappy casino. Yelp. Oh, man. Uh, Greg didn't have a fighting chance, let's be honest. uh, But he was good. He was talented. And when he wasn't being an asshole, he was, like, you know, capable. Once he he, saw you could win 20,000 bucks, he was like, all right, let's go. I'll do hard work for $20,000. What a, like... I love that that's an award that is, like, a lot of money, but, like, it's definitely a lot to a kid, and, like, to an adult, it wouldn't be as much. Um, I'm I mean, an adult. I, I mean, I, like... We're not all rolling in it like you, Nick. I would I, love $20,000. I know, but, like, pretty much any, like, adult-themed show, the prize is su- substantially more. Um, and I... Ah, uh, see, Nick... What... Win Ben Stein's money? The people got like 500 bucks. Cash cab? I mean, you're talking... Even Jeopardy, like some of these, you know, a crappy game of Jeopardy, even the winner's now taking home 20K. The winner goes to the next day, and then they just accumulate. Yeah, but all right, you come in second, you get $2,000 from a leave. These kids all got 5,000 bucks. Man. Plus 20k, plus if they got like the mega gold star, that was 50k on top of that. These kids wait, wait, are wait, rolling they, in it. I forget. Did they get $5,000 like just for participating? They all like, got, yeah, I, did, I found that in my research. They all got oh. $5,000. I remember seeing that number, but I didn't remember where it was from. Man. It was 5,000 children originally, and the, the, these 40 were the ones who lived after the first few rounds, and they made it to the televised final, final event. Man, I just really want to know, like, how much this show cost. (laughs) It is the budget. When it comes down to the, like, the showdowns, so each episode where they have some, like, competition where the kids are all on teams, they're all competing against one another, um, those were 
really exuberant. They were. They have. They straight up did three thousand pinatas. They had, and it was like each every few days. What they like just bring in this entirely new, like outlandish, huge physical challenge for the kids to do with like, oh, like giant water towers where they need to like reroute pipes to get get the water from A to B. I feel like they just have like a a warehouse where they build this kind of stuff and anything that was like too funny or not hard enough for Survivor just like went right to Kid Nation. Oh, maybe so. That's true. Not as on an island that would be ridiculous. Let's give it to the kid show and then they- <laughs> <laughs> And then they would like and every so every single showdown they would have two possible prizes that the kids could choose for town. Man. And it was basically one fun one and one pragmatic one, right? It was Everybody. like TVs or... Yeah. more outhouses. More outhouses. <laughs> and the kids, to their credit, they like always picked the ones they needed. I think every time. I think they did. And like, I appreciate that the kids chose what was best for them, but also like, it's kind of crappy that they, like, gave them those tempting options, hoping they would, like, choose the thing that a kid would actually want and just, like, mess up the whole town scheme for a while. Yeah, it would be the more entertaining version of this show is the one where it descends into madness. I wish it did more. Like, things didn't really get ever out of hand that much. Yeah, but I think that's testament to the fact that, like, kids are good at stuff. Kids are kids are gonna make good choices. I think a lot of this showed that like a lot of these kids were made, you know, they weren't all selfish. They weren't all like they they recognized the responsibility and need for the town to work together to get things done. Um, and I think generally speaking, they did like a really good job of that. Yeah. I mean, most nine out of ten children are not inherently evil, I think is the lesson I really learned watching this. But Greg Greg's a... Greg, yeah, Greg gets the evil. But all of these kids were cleared by a team of psychologists, so there you go. That's true. Team. Between <laughs> Bill of Mental Health. How many people does a CBS consider a team? <laughs> <laughs> Zero. It's like two and a half. Zero <laughs> child psychologists. <laughs> I'll tell you who my least favorite was. Oh. <laughs> Do I know you were... <laughs> I did not like this guy. Mike. Ah, Mike. Gross. Mike was a try-hard. Mike was one of the four uh, original team town council members, mm-hmm. which, all right, all right. <laughs> this fake government. They tried so hard. The producers tried so hard to put their thumb on the scale for, like, how <laughs> these kids should do stuff. First, by, like, all these kids, the most grueling, like, seems like it might veer into fucked up territory is the first episode where they make them, like, haul ass through the desert with all their stuff and, like, pull wagon carts with, like, all their belongings for, like, miles through the desert to get to this town with, mm-hmm. with no explanation. And then they have, they're like, now meet your town council. And it's like, four of you get power. And they come in on a helicopter. <laughs> a helicopter drops off four kids. It's like, these are the good kids. The rest of you are just townsfolk. And Mike is one of these kids. And like, 
Oh man, totally undeserved. <laughs> just a try hard, just a real like try hard, but not being talented. And the real kind of thinks he deserves his role. Real little bit of entitlement that he wouldn't recognize was entitlement. And he just like, he was kind of whiny and vindictive and like, I'm doing good. Like if, like if he kept super defensive, if someone was like, hey, you're not really being a good leader. <laughs> um, and I feel like, you know, Greg gets the hate. Taylor gets the hate. We'll talk about Taylor. But I feel like Mike deserves some hate. Cause like, what are you doing, man? I was not, I was not bummed to see him get voted out. It's what do you think? Maybe you're a Mike defender. Ah, uh, no, I'm not. Um, <laughs> I think all of the four kids that were dropped in the helicopter were just doomed from the start. It sort of was that, and. It's, it didn't, and it's, it's just very dystopian, like, <laughs> this whole idea of, like, a kid town and, like, we giving weird arbitrary power to certain people and trying to, like, establish structure and, like, basically inciting class war. Exactly, yes! Oh, man. <laughs> I knew you wanted Ab- to talk about that. Absolutely. They, tr- they tried so hard to put their thumb on the scale. These kids wouldn't have... If you actually had, if, you know, if it was the full experiment, where it was, okay, 40 yeah. kids... Just, hey, you got to figure all, all this shit out. One, they wouldn't just have arbitrary leaders. They <laughs> likely would each show leadership in some way and find what they're good at and figure out what the town needs. They absolutely wouldn't, like, split into four completely arbitrary teams that need to compete with one another. And as a result of those competitions, they wouldn't give people, like, no money. When Nick says class warfare, it was very literal, where it was like, if you win the challenge at one week, you get a dollar. But if you come in last, you each get, like, ten cents. And it's like, no, that's not a good system for this particular operation. And I think testament to it's not being a good system is these kids never would have come up with it. It was just like, hey, this is how the show's gonna work, guys. This is how you're gonna do it. And they never, and maybe to the show's credit, maybe they wanted to like highlight how, I don't know, maybe they like wanted to highlight the problems with such a system, but it sort of went under the radar because the kids did a good job like they didn't it didn't turn into the stanford prison experiment where like yeah i was gonna bring that up a few minutes ago just like (laughs) started beating the weak kids exactly like the power wasn't that um clear It it wasn't that real it was like you got to be on council and you could decide who gets the gold star but it wasn't like you had to like uh withhold food or shelter from children Oh, man. I really enjoyed how they had, like, the town store, and they had, like, a bunch of kid things in it. And they were, they were all, like, the bicycle was, like, $10 or something, but, like, you still had to, like, earn that somehow, and, like, the way it worked, you it's pretty much impossible to get. I yeah, just, it's, like, the like, biggest item at, like, an arcade. It's, like, oh, 20,000 tickets? <laughs> Getting, like, 10 cents every couple days. <laughs> so do you want to talk about the chickens? Uh-huh. Did you see that episode? Yeah, I saw the chickens. Go go for it. Much to say. I mean, they just, they were pretty much, I don't remember. It was like maybe episode eight or something like that. They were a good 
chunk of time into the series, maybe it was episode two, I don't remember, but <laughs> they didn't have meat because they didn't give them meat because they wanted to cause conflict. And they had these chickens that they'd been caring for and they were like, okay, push come to shove, we're gonna have to eat a chicken. And they vote to butcher the chickens and uh, eat the meat. And then this one girl starts crying and she really loves the chickens and she, she like gets a little, she makes a little group of like her supporters and they lock themselves in the ki- chicken cage to like <laughs> protest the chickens being eaten and it doesn't really work and then they just end up eating the chicken. Yeah, and that's when Taylor has my favorite line, which oh, apparently was fed to her by producers. That's um, but it was ugly chickens deserve to die. Oh my god, I forgot that part. Taylor wow. was one of my favorites. She has a point. <laughs> it's okay to eat ugly things. Greg was sort of labeled as the you know the the villain older kid, and she was the villain younger kid through oh, and okay. through. That is the point where I was like, no one should mess with Greg when he's like, I know how to butcher every animal. I've butchered cows, chickens, pigs, deer. And everyone's just staring at him like, oh. Greg's but he knew how to do stuff. He did. Right? He was like a hard worker. He knew he how to do stuff. Butcher all those animals in the city of Reno, Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> Work in some skanky buffet on the strip or something. Aw. Does Reno have a strip? I I mean, I know they have, like, a main street. I don't think they have, like, a Vegas strip, though. No, they do not have a Vegas strip. Full. They don't have... They don't have a Parks Casino strip. (laughs) Oh, man. I'd like... We should take a Dern trip. We should have a Dern meetup in Reno, Nevada and uh, invite Greg. Dern... D-A-R live, Reno, Nevada. The smallest big town in the world. (laughs) The smallest big town, that is definitely what they call it. You know, we're coming for you. Set your calendar. It's going to be July 26th, 2024. Oh, man. We'll be in Reno. Jeez. Now I'm trying to find what the actual slogan for Reno is because I know it's oh the biggest little biggest city. little city. It's only 22 miles from Lake Tahoe. We could make this a whole weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's very it's a nice area, nice part of the country. A lot of sex work. A lot of sex work. Yep. A lot of just vice and sin. Yeah, it's. And uh, I support that. I'm it's going to more, and I'm not going for the food. <laughs> Amen. No, uh, back to talking about young children. Yes, back to the kids. So I think this is kind of arbitrary, but my least favorite child is Madison. Who? I don't even know. I'm looking at a picture and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. She's from El Paso, Texas, a lovely town I visited. And um, she's an avid guitar player and she's only seen speaking on the show three times. <laughs> she was on the entire 13 episode run and she spoke three times and I just... I don't know. Maybe I would love her. Maybe she's a great child and we'd get along, but I'm just, I'm voting her. Feels like a contrarian choice. Yeah, kind of is. I don't know. There's just so many people. Oh, Pharrell Williams is from Philly. Look at that. Close to home. He won the gold star in episode seven. Oh, he came close to winning the gold star. Yeah, yeah, came close to winning the gold star. Damn, racist. A, a A real Molly Bang. 
to our avid listeners will, re- will recognize as a wonderful callback to a children's uh, yeah. author who can't win You're a Caldecott. we doing deep cuts today. <laughs> so what about that Steve Carell dentist movie, am I right? Uh, Beg pardon? Uh, you know, that movie I did near the beginning of this. Oh, <laughs> Steve Carell? Carell? Steve Martin? St- oh, did, did I? Ah, uh, whatever. Steve oh. <laughs> Pirelli. We're gonna we're gonna lose our jobs on the podcast, Nick. Really are, you know. I management's got, not gonna like this one. I um speaking of management, my partner uh, criticized us for not editing at all. Yeah, well, fuck you. <laughs> you can edit that out if you want, Nick. Considering she's one of our what six listeners, <laughs> I don't know if you want to alienate her like this. Nah, you gotta treat them like dirt. They'll stick to you to, like, mud. <laughs> You're gonna get a really nasty letter, and I'm not gonna hold her back. I I would <laughs> I would cherish it and frame it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you, always, you always love your first hate note. It's true, I think. I haven't gotten one. Oh, I'll change that. <laughs> your address. All right, so we don't edit. Guess what? I don't know how to edit. Jokes on her. And I very well could edit this, but we don't have a format that really condones editing because we just kind of keep on going a while and then we stop. We don't even have ads. Yeah, you're welcome. If anyone wants ads or to we give can, us an ad. We can edit some ads in. Would that make you happy? Be paid money for things. <sighs> wow. This is an essential business. This we're way. operating. The government is paying us to operate. We, got we do not get JetBlue flyovers. Right? <laughs> we don't get people standing on their balconies and applauding us oh, we every are... day at 7 p.m. in lieu of better pay. We are a flyover state of podcasts. <laughs> this is absolutely true. We are the Ohio of podcasts. I like Ohio. Everybody knows that Harry Potter hates Ohio. I beg your pardon? It's a bootleg shirt that I've only seen a handful of times, but it's like it's like the old, like the original cover of Harry Potter, like that picture of him on the wand, like coming down, not on the wand, on the room coming sure. down. It's that image of him in an outline of Ohio and it says Harry Potter hates Ohio. It's a very don't good shirt. fuck Harry Potter. I used to live in Ohio. <laughs> My God. You don't want to get her on your bad side. That uh, KJ Roll JK Simmons JK Rowling <laughs> JK Simmons. That was a joke. I knew her name, but I was trying to be funny. <laughs> no, I love it. You know, get I'm gonna call her that every time <laughs> I reference her. <laughs> yeah, JK Simmons. You know what they say about Ohio? It's round on the ends and high in the middle. It's sure. Oh, these are the round parts and the oh. high in the middle. Oh, sure, sure, Max. That's what they say. H I O. They do. People in Ohio say that all the time. Glad your time in Ohio didn't affect your uh, mental well being. It did. No, absolutely. It was from the ages of four to six and a half. And like, that's the. Like, I know there's some like locked in trauma from that time, but I I haven't gotten it yet. My therapist and I try all the time. (laughs) You'll get there soon enough. Yeah, no, no, no. It'll happen. I hope it happens live on air. That would be, really be great. I really want you to have a full breakdown on air. I did last last time we recorded. 
Oh man, good times. Oh, you know what I just realized? What? I just realized that I did not um, line up our movies for next week. Oh, well, while you do that, I will um, stall for time. All right, Alex. Alex is a cute kid, super smart. He's invented 30 languages, apparently, says some like fan site. 30 languages? Yeah, you heard me. That sounds interesting. Kid rules. Uh, I don't know who any of these crappy people are. Um, Oh, some fun moments. There, one in the first episode before we knew Taylor was like an evil little pageant queen. Um, (laughs) She kisses a goat and it's like the most adorable thing I've ever seen. That was when I was like, this show's incredible. I (laughs) love all these children. In no way could this show ever be negative. Nope. I do really like it. Um, but my one of my favorite random moments, there's like the religion episode, <laughs> which is felt kind of shoehorned in by the producers. But they like mention different religions and the kids of different faiths and such, and they mention atheism and they're cut to like show atheism. It's just one of the kids with a cowboy hat on like over his face, jumping on a pogo stick. (laughs) And that was like, they're godless. They're shot of godlessness, which I absolutely love. I mean, if I could think of godlessness, that's it. As a person who keeps a pogo stick in the trunk of his car, I understand. And the pogo stick does make a second appearance in the campaign election episode Mm. where Taylor, one of the reasons she's my absolute favorite or one of them, uh, she is just like ruling, like ruling with an iron fist. She is a real demagogue and her campaign slogan for re-election is deal with it, which (laughs) basically her saying, I don't give a fuck about you. And so at one point, some people rip down all her campaign signs and one of them hops on it with the pogo stick jumping on her campaign sign. Man, that is, that's hard. <laughs> Have you ever pogoed before? Oh yeah, I'm a pretty avid pogoer. I actually, um, the pogo like stick- Are talking triple digits? Like what do we... What do you mean triple digits? Like a hundred pogos in one go. I have never- done that but i think i could i just usually you know usually after what 20 you get bored and you do something else no you you go it, you're all right so you're like a novice pogo right? I mean, that's I fine i a few years ago i was at a thrift store that i enjoy very much in the city of philadelphia and i found a pretty decent pogo Can i make a guess go ahead billy aids thrift it is in fact i from time to time volunteer there Great place. All the money goes to good causes. So I was there. It was before I volunteered. um, And I got this pogo stick and I brought it up to the counter and I had a few other things. And they rang out all the other things, but not the pogo stick. And then I just took it because at that point, it was a free pogo stick that I got through mild treachery. And I just kept it in the trunk of my car ever since. It's a fun little party thing if I'm out with friends, like in a 7-Eleven parking lot late at night or... uh, you know, just hitting the town. You can grab your pogo stick, bounce around a little. It's fun. It's a good time. All right, but you're not you're not doing it at a, at a competitive level, I guess. 
No, I would not say my pogoing is anywhere near competitive. No, you went through all the trouble of stealing a pogo stick. I mean, it was from Philly AIDS thrift. Gifted to me through neglect of an employee. That's fair. Yeah, that'll happen at thrift <laughs> stores for sure. And you know what? It's fine. I don't. I'm not going to tell. They're not going to tell. Everything is fine. This is Was it your guilty conscience that then caused you to go volunteer there? <coughs> this is sort of a telltale pogo stick situation. Like you can hear the spring in your head every time you go in there. Um, yes, that is absolutely what happened. I just, I couldn't live with the guilt. I wasn't sleeping. I would just see it in play. I would look at a tree and just see a giant pogo stick. Instead the tree of would start bouncing. Uh, I'd see kids on pogo sticks and just be like, get out of my head. And I <laughs> had to... Uh, I just had to do the Lord's work. And by the Lord's work, I mean work at a a uh, thrift store for free. Sure, yeah. All right. What about that Laurel? I liked Laurel. Laurel? The, the Boston girl. She had a very funny, thick Boston accent. A real she... Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> a real Casey Affleck, that one. Yeah, you gotta love him. That's what they say. Oh, dear. Um, so, is there anything else you want to say about Kid Nation? Um, I liked it. I wanted to come back. It was I'm... neat. It felt like it, it'd be really interesting. It is sort of this interesting, like, social experiment. And it would be really interesting to play with the rules of that. And... I, I'm kind of bummed that it did have this whole cloud of like child's endangerment surrounding it because it didn't feel that way. And it was neat. And I, I would watch it over most reality shows, I think. Back in 2007, people were so concerned about children's safety. Ugh, come no on. More. Kids, they bounce back. <laughs> I, I, What's I, a little I, bleach? Honestly, it's good for you, according to certain political figures in our modern time anyway um oh wait i will say for the listeners at home if yeah. you if this entices you you can watch all the episodes of kid nation on youtube for yes. free. yes they are all available and I, the i think the first three episodes were covered by one of the writers at funny or die and i really enjoy how he um kind of broke it down oh interesting i don't remember his name but he did like a, pr- a pretty um interesting breakdown of the first two or three episodes from like contemporaneously back in 07 um i didn't look at the date on them but i think it was a little more recently i think it was like under the guise of him discovering this show from 2007 and being like wow this is bananas which it is <laughs> it's actually bonanza but you know it is bonanza that's the town if i could have like my dream um re vitalizing of this show i would want them to bring back as many of the kids as have not od'd <laughs> I didn't want to say that Greg's probably OD'd. It felt too in poor taste. I which mean, is strange that I'm suddenly decided to not say something in poor taste. Like but you of, brought it up. Yeah. Of these 40 kids that are like per like at least peripherally involved with show business, I would say at least 
two to five have had a drug problem, and at least one is dead for sure. Oh, I'll take the over on both of those. <laughs> 100%. You're going more like 10 drug problems, six dead. And you know, that's your... Yeah. Yeah, no, those are, uh, and and that might be the going rate for like non-showbiz kids of this generation. Anyway, if they could bring back as many as would agree, and who, whichever of these kids now have their own kids, and they do like a weird like parent-child like revamping of this, I guess most of them might not have kids though, because in two thousand seven they were all between like eight and fifteen. Well, yeah, they're aren't they in their twenties? Twenty. Okay, maybe we could do. I don't know. I guess we'd have some of them. Kids, if they don't have enough kids, we'll just bring all the originals back and then bring back like is an equal amount of just new Kid Nation kids and like just do some like revamped like more Survivor esque show, and maybe do it at like Spa Ranch this time instead. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd say I'd rather. I want to up the numbers. I want more kids. You want 100 kids. 100 kids, no rules, no structure, no, none of this, like, adult host um, to who we didn't really get into. But to his credit, he seemed like the perfect guy for the job. He was really, like, he was friendly. He seemed like a, a nice guy to, to sort of lead kids in that way. He had a real, like, Nickelodeon game show host kind of energy. Jonathan Karsh. Sure, Mr. Karsh. He doesn't <laughs> oh, dude? many credits, no. He was on a, he, what did he, he directed a HBO documentary that did well at Sundance. He, what was it? He, it was called My Flesh and Blood. Oh, that sounds, sounds it, like a... It's about the life of the Tom family. They adopted 11 children. Most of them had disabilities or diseases. It looked like a very emotional documentary. Anyway, he also made later documentaries for MTV, AMC, and he produced reality shows then for CBS, ABC, and ABC Family. All right, where do we go? He's the host of Kid Nation, and he hasn't done yeah, apparently. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, whoa. He did a bunch of weird stuff. He he was a producer on Catfish. He was, he made a television documentary series called The Hunt for the Trump Tapes. He did a bunch of, like, he did, he, mm, supervising producer on three episodes of Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Apparently they just run through executive producers on that show because there's been like a million episodes. This is a very intriguing, but also completely uninteresting list of things he's done. Well, Meanwhile, I have found... Oh, what did um, you find? <laughs> a creepy fan site devoted to Greg Pheasant oh, of Kid Nation. I hate that. <laughs> it is bright pink. Oh, no. It says, it's called Lovers of Greg Pheasant. It says, welcome to a site devoted to Kid Nation and Gregory Warren Pheasant. None of us personally know him in real life, so please don't ask. Just join and have fun. Be nice and learn new things about this hot young man. Oh, no. Oh, that is... This is terrible. That makes me... The last post was uh, Saturday, April 4th, 2009. Oh. There are... Um, 
about 2,500 posts. I was going to say, because this show was in 2007, which means they ran that page for at least like two years. Oh, excuse me. The last post was in 2011. Oh, my God. Oh, but it's all spam. It's all forum spam. It's all like Viagra. <laughs> Energy caffeine equivalent drinks. This thing has just been spammed oh, for years. I just found it. This is... Buy Neopets. Babe yeah. taking dog dick in ass. Should I click it? No, this... No, I no wouldn't. Computer. I love how, like, the little bar where it says, like, home search register has, like, weird bugs on it, and it's, like, lime neon green. Oh, yeah. This is of, of a different era, for sure. It's so good and so bad. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be on a list now. <laughs> The most users ever online was 120, and that was Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, at 5.54 a.m. What is this world where What? That's what it says on the bottom. Oh, that's that's the scariest part. Oh, this kid. Yeah, I'm done with that website. I, yeah, I keep clicking (laughs) on things, and I know I shouldn't. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to... I'm going to get out of here before some bad things happen to me. Wow, that was uncomfortable. (laughs) I always love falling down a traumatic rabbit hole live on air. Yep. Oh, man. So uh, I guess I could ask what's between your derns. Oh, okay. Before we button this bad boy up. I don't have much between my derns. I will admit that I've been... Good, keep them clean. Lots of of working and some extracurriculars and less time for um, watching them. I I had to watch an entire season of a children's reality (laughs) show. I'm like, why haven't I watched anything? Yeah, that's why. A lot of Kid Nation. A lot of Kid Nation. But what I did watch the other day was um, so far my favorite. You know how all different actors and shows and stuff are trying to do something in like the quarantine medium, like adapt parks and rec for zoom or whatever. And there's some fun stuff and there's always like a charity attached to it. Um, I just the other day saw hate mail, hate mail live, which Hmm. was and I saw it because it was posted on Paul F. Tompkins' Instagram. A that great it would be... Philadelphian. Yes, absolutely. Um, I but... just listened to one of his stand-up albums the other day. Great guy. Anyway, continue. Was it on vinyl? No, it was on Spotify, but it's the one about all the jobs he's had. It's one of my favorite stand-up albums, like, as a whole. I actually don't know his stand-up. It's I'm very... only from 80 different podcasts. <laughs> I got this one, but what are you going to do? Professional talker, Paula Tompkins, come on. But so Hate Mail was a live play, basically, a two-person play with him and Ray Seahorn, who is known as Kim Wexler from Better Call Saul and is a phenomenal actress. Hmm. And the play was, so I got notice of this an hour before it started. It was like buy a $5 ticket, proceeds go to Partners in Health, which does like healthcare supply stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this sounds great. I'm going to check it out. And 
it was a play written decades ago by one of the Mystery Science Theater 3000 guys. Ooh. And it is just an exchange of letters. The whole thing is the two people exchanging letters from to to one another. So it was the perfect medium for like them just doing it on Zoom. Yeah. And they are both wonderful at it and it is absolutely hysterical. It starts where like he is um, an angry Midwestern patron of a gift shop in his visit to New York and the snow globe he bought broke. And he is writing a letter to the snow globe company um, <laughs> to request a refund for the broken snow globe. She is the woman who works at the snow globe company. And then it devolves into a real crazy madcap thing. It's very, very clever. It's very funny. I believe they said that it would be available, like not live, in a few days. So check back, say, um, maybe May 15th or similar uh, to get your hands on it. It would probably be like five bucks to this um, organization. I would couldn't recommend it enough. It was very funny, very fun. Very I fun. am very much going to look into this as yeah. soon as it's available. I'll send you the link. I got, I got, I still got the live link. Others, oh, listeners at home, I'll tell you what, if you don't criticize us, maybe you can get the link too. Man, why you got... hear about the editing, if we hear about wishing uh, pandemic level diseases on others as sort of a problematic thing that we're doing, we collectively, both members of the Turn After Reading <laughs> leadership staff, uh, then you probably don't get that link. But if you say nice things, then yeah, I'll uh, I'll steal. Nick has already stolen a pogo stick from charity. I will steal you a viewing of hate mail from charity. You will not have to donate to anyone. But you have to. But you have to tweet about us. What a lovely tirade against <laughs> not only God help me, Nicholas, charity at large. What's Can't. between your derns? My derns, I don't know, nothing crazy. I've been watching a lot of King of the Hill lately. Um, good show. We've talked about it before. I won't go into de- 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 details. Anyway, um, I watched a good movie called Blinded by the Light. I don't know if you've heard of it. Is that the, the I want to say, an immigrant young man who loves Bruce Springsteen. Yes, it is about a young Pakistani boy who is growing up in England in 1987, and that is right around the time that skinheads were very much not liking Pakistani people being in their country. And it's all about him feeling like an other, and he's growing up in an immigrant family, and his father is very, like, you know, controlling immigrant father, wants the best for his son, very controlling and such. And he discovers Bruce Springsteen and like he, through his words of like American, like angst and wanting to break out and do your own thing, he finds his own voice and then becomes a writer. And then at the end, it's based on a true story. It shows a little picture of him with Bruce Springsteen and says, he has seen Bruce in concert over 150 times. Sick. But it failed to mention any of the writing he did, which I felt was weird. Yeah, I will admit that that preview made it seem a little too... Um, just feel goody for my taste. It I mean, seemed it, really like 
Just like with American rock music, anything is possible. Follow it, your dreams. It, like, all right. it was like almost sweet enough to give me a cavity, but I did really enjoy it. Like it, it was just a good movie. It had like a lot of good beats. And I, I don't know if you saw in the trailer when he's at the airport and he's talking to like the mustache America guy. And he's like, I could not think of a better reason to visit this country than to see the place of the boss. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why enjoy that idea so much that's fun i do sometimes we all need to need a little feel good yeah and you know it was, it was okay i would have liked to hear about his writing credits because it kind of just glides over that but you know i'm glad he got to see bruce in concert a hundred plus times have you have you seen bruce i have not but i would like to i um i really wanted to see him when he was on broadway but i missed it and then i listened to the live version of it and it was incredible like his little stint he did on Broadway. It was like a just him, all acoustic, and he told all the stories that went with his song. Oh, uh, it was a real like VH1 storytellers kind of. Yeah, it was similar to that, but it was. Before your time. I, I, I'm familiar with the Before you. And you know, if uh, Broadway ever reopens from this terrible pandemic, maybe I'll see David Byrne on Broadway. Oh. Um, little show with his drum line. I forget what it's called. Uh, Second, I can't leave this unsaid. David Byrne Broadway. I don't know why the listeners think we ought to edit. Ah, American Utopia is his like stage show that he does with a bunch of people. They're all in gray suits. They don't wear shoes, and they have like a drum line, like marching band stuff on. Does he? Does he ride a bicycle? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out by going, the two of us. After we go to Medieval Times, we'll have a whole day of it. <laughs> we'll go to Medieval Times, eat chicken with our hands, and then go see David Byrne. And then we'll that's a That's a big day. It is. That's going to be, a, we're going to be sleepy boys by the end of it. <laughs> we're going to nap on the, the train ride home. Honestly. Fall asleep the, in each other's face, laps. Our face is still smeared with, like, the chicken and <laughs> chicken grease. <laughs> Chicken grease and like burn glitter, whatever he's got going. The camera closes in on our laps, and you just see me holding a Polaroid of us with David Byrne (laughs) on stage as the security is like rushing to get us off. What a day! day. And then we get the like Porky Pig. That's all, folks. (laughs) What a day! It's gonna be Max in New Max Max in New York. Do Nick Max in New. Uh, so, do you remember who's doing a big dern next week? Is it you? I think it's me, but I do have a question before I forget. Go for it. Let's do How this. How old were there. you in two thousand seven? Two thousand seven. I don't know. Let's see. I'm twenty three now. So in two thousand seven, I would have been ten. Ten years old. You. I could have ripe for the nation, Nick. Yes, I wasn't. Where a show- were you? You didn't go to your local mini mall to audition. I should have, man. I could have been big potatoes. I could have done the kids' bop tour after that. I could have maybe done like a touring production of Bye Bye Birdie or something. Pageantry, a spelling bee or two. I could have could have been a, a rodeo clown. Who knows? Sky's the limit, baby. Could have been at a circus before all the circuses stopped being a thing. Oh yeah, we'll just like never have circuses again, huh? I mean, I think there's still a few that tour, but, like, they pretty much cut out all animal stuff, which is fair. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, we, we lost, uh, speaking of animal circus performers, we lost Roy yeah. of Siegfried and Roy. 
And I will admit, I saw a photo of him and I was like, oh man, that plastic surgery was like a real botch job. Yeah, he looks like... And then I remembered that he had gotten mauled by a tiger. Yes, those were two very... I felt somewhat bad about that. Flamboyant German men who were a color of orange that is unseen in nature. Yes, very much so. Yeah, we've had a few sad deaths recently. We got him, we got a little Richard died the other day. Yeah, Uh, I I couldn't make it. It would have been in poor taste to bring up anywhere but here. But do you remember when he was putting cameras in the bathroom in his restaurant? Wait, that was him? I think so. Oh, oh I, no, it was Chuck Berry. Yeah, I was going to say, because I know there was somebody else recently I was talking about that with, and they it wasn't Little Richard, but it was like a similar musician of that like same era, and they were like, oh, that's the one that like liked to get pooped on or something. And I was like, no, that's Chuck That's probably also Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry is a right. dirty man. We're little Richard. Um, today, of course, Jerry Stiller. A John Waters star of the movie Hairspray. That's true. Real sad. You know, I know um, Ben, Ben Stiller's a listener of ours. And uh, we just wanted to say, Ben, we're really sorry to hear about that. Sorry for your loss. You had a good life. He was in a lot of movies. Alrighty, so if you're doing the big... I have the big dern because you have the founder. Oh, you do have the big dern, Max. You're going to be watching a movie that I enjoy very much because as a middle schooler, I got to watch it once a year for at least four years in a row. And that movie is October Sky. Yes! Oh, I fucking love October Sky! It takes place in Pennsylvania. It's a very good movie. The dad is that like famous dad that always plays like mean dad. Chris Cooper. Yes, I'm really excited. Fantastic actor. I hate to sit back and listen to you describe this film. There, she must be the teacher, huh? Yes. Oh, no way. Um, yes. Oh, awesome. Young Jake Gyllenhaal, right? Yes. Um, I remember, so my friend and I, when we were, I'm going to see how much this holds true, but this is the one particular I remember about October Sky. And that's at the end of the film, spoilers, when uh, his, like, stern father finally accepts his love for rocketry. Um, he, there's this shot of them, like, watching a rocket launch. Mm-hmm. And it's Chris Cooper and Jake Gyllenhaal standing there. And Chris Cooper goes to put his arm around Jake Gyllenhaal, but it sort of, like, stops and it looks like he's going to grab his ass. And that to, that was just at least what my friend and I at like age 11 picked up on from this film. Um, I wonder if that's true and I hope it is. I will be looking avidly for that moment. You're going to miss the entire movie and just be waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I'll be on the edge of my seat. Oh man, Chris Cooper like is oh, he's such a fantastic actor. I don't want to get too into this, but I just want to mention this. I always thought it was crazy that, like, he wanted to be a rocket scientist and his dad was like, you got crazy dreams, kid. This is a kid wanting but to be a But he's based on a real, a real astronaut named Homer. Yeah. That's all I remember. Ella, he went to space, maybe. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah well, I'll, I'll figure it all out. Yeah, you'll let us know. Yeah, And I have the distinct pleasure of watching another made-for-TV film from 1983 called Happy Endings. Ooh. It's not what it sounds like. Want to give us a little taste? 
Well, I first of all, not sure if I'm going to be able to find it. It seems very elusive. It debuted the day after Christmas, 1983, and it's about a teenager postponing his determination to become a songwriter so that he can keep his younger brother and two sisters together as the family, as a family following the death of their parents. The, the image the looks like it's from like 1965. Yeah. I, there's also another very similar TV movie with the same name. You might be finding that one. This one seems, um, I don't know, man. This is gonna be a heck of a time. You've got, uh... The woman who plays Chucky. Yes. yes. Who plays the woman in Chucky. um, Who is also in... Oh, yeah, the mom from Seventh Heaven. That's that's how I know her. Um, Yeah, that might be tough to track down, but if I could find Grizzly 2, the Hungarian concert bootleg... You could find the uh, the 2007 fan cut. You can probably (laughs) find this. I'll do some looking. Let's yeah. See huh. Alrighty. Are you sure it has Dern? I, yeah, she's a uh, Audrey. Oh, 83, it would have been. Maybe I am looking at a different one. No, there is another movie called. Oh, Happy Endings 2. There, are there two, right? No, it's just called Happy Endings. It's I know, but like two with the IMDb where it's like. I think you have to find it. You have to go through Laura Dern's IMDb just to find it. Oh, it's got it's got like a racy cover. I I don't even see a cover. <laughs> um, if you, Google Images appears to get us. Okay, you might be seeing the show from like two thousand eight. That's enough. I don't see, know. Okay, now I see this one. It does not have the mom from Seventh Heaven, which no. is unfortunate. It has. It does have Laura Dern as Audrey Constantine. Then, and girls just want to have fun. Um, she was also in Ships. Yeah, it looks like uh, there's not many people of note in this. We got Francis X. McCarthy. That sounds like a real person. As Frank McCarthy, of course. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah he's in basketball. Yeah, he was in a... He was the host of... Uh... Didn't he host something? Or is that just his character in basketball? I don't know. He's got a lot of credits, though. Huh. Well, I'm excited to not find this movie. Oh, you'll find it, Nicholas. <laughs> Go to the Museum of Film and Television. <laughs> Dig through the archive in a full hazmat suit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Well, anything else you want to say before we uh, take this out to pasture? Um, no, nah, I got nothing, man. I got nothing. Life's been boring. Oh, except actually I do have something. Just one last uh, plug for the listeners. I've been uh, volunteering with a mutual aid network in Philadelphia called Neighbors Helping Neighbors. If you're interested in lending time, support, money, uh, if you want to deliver groceries, things like that, you want to help out some people. Sorry. Then, uh, Check out Neighbors Helping Neighbors Philadelphia. There's a Facebook page. Uh, you can just fill out a form if you want to volunteer or if you need, need help. If you're in the area and you, and you need uh, some support during this time, uh, that's what it's all about. So feel free. Look at you, Max. You're a regular Laura Dern. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, take, buy my holistic crystals. Taking your goop vitamins and helping your fellow man. I do, I do have my own, <laughs> I'm selling my own butt-scented candles. <laughs> oh, you, oh, wait, I just had a really bad image. <laughs> you use those awful suppositories. Yep. You know how Shrek makes candles and he, like, pulls the wax out of his ear hole? Yes. That I, you can put it together yourself. But yeah, that, no, I got it. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow has her vagina candles. Basically the same thing. She's still a person. Uh, she's not. She hasn't been for some time. She has transcended humanity through her incredible health. In like a real L. Ron Hubbard-esque way. Wait, speaking of L. Ron Hubbard, have you ever seen a movie called Castle Freak? No. Oh, Sounds wait. Awesome. I'm sorry. I, I mis- mixed up um, L. Ron Hubbard and um, H.P. Lovecraft. Ah, uh, yep. Both. I'm surprised that doesn't happen two, more. Anyway. Two initial weirdos, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you can find Castle Freak, I think it's on Shudder, which I still have a subscription to. I can send you the info. It is a very crazy movie that has Whoa, some very... An Italian castle with a bloodthirsty monster. Oh, yes. It features full frontal nudity of a man whose penis has been gnawed off. And by a man, I mean the cast, the titular castle freak. Oh, that's, that's what, like, that's his freakishness? Well, he's like a weird, like, mutant, not mutant, but like, he's a weird, like, underdeveloped man who's just like all wrinkly and kind of has hair all over and like has no genitals and like really long fingernails. About me? Pretty much. Honestly, you have a striking resemblance to the Castle Freak. I do fit the, I do check a lot of those boxes. <laughs> I haven't trimmed my nails in a while. Yeah, yeah, I just did mine. But. I'm a, a small hirsute man on the genitalia. I mean, we'll leave, <laughs> leave that to the imagination, but it's gone. It's been gone for some time. <laughs> uh, well, if you'd like to check that out, we can talk off air, because this really doesn't matter to the listeners anymore. <laughs> any of it i guess uh yeah if you like the show if you're still listening thank you first of all because we don't deserve your listening still do we do, we do. okay we do you do we're worth it we're <laughs> worth it thank you and you're welcome we're right welcome. because you're coming back for this a plus entertainment we're worth waiting for that's all i guess <laughs> good night everyone for marriage until next time. Goodbye. I, I was going to say something clever, but... Uh, <laughs>